This episode of Eat the Rules is brought to you by You on Fire. You on Fire is the online group coaching program that I run that gives you a step-by-step way of building up your self-worth beyond your appearance. With personalized coaching from me, incredible community support, and lifetime access to the program so that you can get free from body shame and live life on your own terms. Get details on what's included and sign up for the next cycle at summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire. I'd love to have you in that group. This is Eat the Rules, a podcast about body image, self-worth, anti-dieting, and intersectional feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 253. And once again, Danny, I'm a pound cake Adams is on the show talking about her recent self marriage as well. We are talking about our body image coach certification program, including what inspired us to create this course, what we appreciate about the way it's structured and how we incorporate body image coaching into our businesses. You can find all the links and resources mentioned at summerinandin.com forward slash 253. I want to give a shout out to Healthy Fit Life JH who left this review. I have been working on my body image for a while. It still sometimes gets a hold of me and I find Summer's tone and info really helpful in my continuing journey to live as I am. Thank you so much for leaving that review. I really, really appreciate it. I'm so glad that you're finding the show helpful. You can leave a review for the show. Head to Apple Podcasts, search for Eat the Rules, click ratings and reviews or click to leave a review. Yeah, no, not or just click to leave a review <laughs> from there. You can also subscribe to the show what, using whatever uh, platform you use. Just hit the subscribe or the check or whatever it looks like. That would definitely help out this show. And if you haven't already done so, make sure you grab the free 10 day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies with 10 steps to take right now to feel better in your body. And if you are a professional who works with people who may also have body image struggles, then check out our body image coaching roadmap for professionals. You can get that at summerinandin.com forward slash roadmap. Danny and I wanted to do this show again. We have our next cohort of the body image coach certification coming up. We're currently enrolling for that. You can get more information on that at bodyimagecoachcertification.com. I'll just give you a quick quick rundown. We are going to be starting our spring cohort on February 14th. We are currently enrolling for that. This is for professionals who want to be able to help people with body image struggles from a social justice perspective. We are taking applications right now. Applications are open until February 2nd. And we have extended payment plans wildly available as well as scholarships for marginalized individuals. So check that out at bodyimagecoachcertification.com. We will talk about that a little bit in this episode, in particular, why we 
think our course is so amazing <laughs> um, and what inspired us to do it. And I'm not ashamed to say that as well. Um, we're going to kick it off with uh, Danny talking about her self-marriage, which I'm super excited for you to hear about. So let's get started with the show. Hello, I'm back with Danny. I'm a pound cake Adams. And we're talking about a whole bunch of things today. Welcome back to the show. I'm excited to kind of like co-host this episode with you, I guess. That's the best way of putting it. Yeah, I'm excited too. Thank you for having me. So something big happened in your life recently. You married yourself. Yes, I did. I really want to talk about that. So So what inspired you to do that? Well, I've thought about it for like a very long time, for a couple of years. And I've always known that kind of that I wanted to marry myself when I thought about weddings. I just saw only me doing it. And so a couple of years ago before COVID, I was going to do it and then COVID happened. And so and then I also was having my friends saying, that's a white woman's thing. Don't do that. And so I was kind of worried, like, ooh, what's going to be the perception of me marrying myself? To be honest, like, right, like, I'm fat, uh, you know, people probably may be thinking, oh, she's doing it because no one loves her. And so I didn't think that people would perceive it as a self-love thing uh, that I'm doing for myself. But then I said, if it's really for me, what the heck, I should really do it. And so in four months, I said, this is this is going to be the year 2022. I'm turning 30 and I want to give myself a wedding. And I did. And so when you say you gave yourself a wedding, like what was it? And I sort of know the answer to this because I saw it, but <laughs> I saw pictures and whatnot. But like, was it like a legit wedding? Like, was there like some sort of vows taken and everything else? Like what what did you sort of what did you commit to? I guess is the like, what was the sort of like ceremony about? Uh, OK, yeah, the ceremony. The ceremony gets me all emotional. OK, so I, I had a full out wedding bridesmaids because they were all different genders and that was pretty cool they wore white and i wore this you know beautiful dress that was created by uh candace uh, jacksonville beautiful and uh my friend she officiated the service and that was pretty cool uh, the pastor that was supposed to be there his mom had to have surgery so they couldn't do it and i said my friend i love you so much you love you you love me let's do it so during that time I didn't do vows publicly. I did my vows in therapy. uh, So I wanted to keep them private. But what I did do was commitment with my audience, uh, not my audience, (laughs) the people who came to my wedding and they married themselves at the wedding too. So everyone made commitments together that when we fall, we'll be there to pick ourselves up. And, you know, when we need to cry, that we'll be there for ourselves to cry. And I didn't write that. I said, if I'm going to speak to my guests, I'm going to speak from the heart. They love me. I love them. And I spoke from the heart. And then we all just cry for the next five minutes. <laughs> wow. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And uh, so is this something that like you would recommend to other people? Oh, yes. People should do it. I, I get people saying all the time, like, oh, my gosh, it's kind of crazy. Like other night I was at this party 
and they kept making like where's your husband references and people keep doing that it's kind of strange women don't just marry men (laughs) either so that's kind of strange but I think that more people should do what I what I was trying to explain uh what I try to explain to people is that romantic love and self-love is not the same thing we kind of promote marriage is about like losing losing yourself and sacrificing yourself and I think that you can be have self-love and be married and that's what self-love that's why self-love marriage is so special you don't have to have a ceremony you can do it in the mirror like we talk about mirror work in in our certification course like you know it's I think it's special and it's about you and however you want to do it you should do it I mean you don't have to have like the perfect uh you know self-love because that's not real but we all should do something special and dedicate something to ourselves to our process and our journey yeah Yeah, it's kind of odd oh sorry go ahead (laughs) yeah just to our process and journey that's all i said but go ahead yeah no it's kind of odd that like as a culture we only reserve certain celebrations for milestones like whether it's like and very patriarchal milestones like marriage or like having a baby or something like that and it's like why don't you deserve your own celebration? Like I feel like people who don't have those things deserve a celebration even more probably, yeah. but like or just as much, you know what I mean? It's like why why is that the time that you or even like a funeral, like it's like you're not even there for that, but all of these celebrations yeah. are, are the um happen like within the confines of these certain yeah, like patriarchal milestones and it's really interesting like it's it's I thought it was really cool that you kind of busted the walls open on that and we're like no, 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 like I'm doing this for me and this is, you know, so that I can show myself like self-love and make it like a whole celebration of of you and 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 the work that you've done on yourself too. Yeah, there's something that you said reminded me of a cultural critic that I love, Kimberly Nicole Foster. And she said, there is never going to be a point of time in your life as a woman that you will be celebrated as much as you will be celebrated for marrying a man. It's like the biggest celebration that people would ever give you in life. And it's it's, it's kind of sad. <laughs> and so my, my it wedding is, my isn't dad. it? Yeah. <laughs> It's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, this should be like a, this should be like a rite of passage that everybody does for themselves. Right. (laughs) Like, you know, it just seems to me like that would make more sense when you actually think about it. But it just, it's so countercultural that I feel like people have probably have a hard time wrapping their head around it. Like, were you afraid of what other people would say? Yes, a little bit. I was afraid a little bit because I am a social media influencer. So immediately people are going to say she's doing this to go viral. And, you know, I I go back and forth about that, too. It's like, am I not allowed to also market the things that I do in real life? But no, but I wanted people to like really understand it who are close to me. It's kind of why I didn't make it a live ceremony. It was very intimate and special. 50 people. It was hard getting it down to 50 people. But, you know, I just I was afraid. I didn't know what people were going to say. I didn't know how the Internet was going to respond, which I really haven't put up most of the content of the wedding. Just saving it and just leaning into it and and loving on it at that special moment, because weddings are a lot. Um, and they're a lot and they take a lot of emotion, but I think people on the internet are always going to have something to say, but mostly I get the kind of negative feedback in person. When I talk to people about that, I'm married to myself. People have a lot of questions. How can you do that? Will you marry another man? Will you, are you having sex with other people? You know, like all kinds of interesting questions. I think, I think people just don't 
understand like self-love for real some some people have told uh, like I, someone told me that um if it's self-love like why did I have to do a ceremony well we do a ceremony for a lot of different things like you can't measure my celebration for myself and say just do it that way and that's kind of why we we struggle so much with self-love is because people keep saying doing it do it that way um it doesn't work out like that and so I'm curious, just like even like taking a step back to how you sort of got to this, like, like what really helped you kind of cultivate a practice of of self-love to then move to this point where you wanted to, you know, have this ceremony? <sighs> therapy. <laughs> just good old therapy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> therapy was the self-care that I did not know I needed like everyone's like romanticizing it like I want to give a shout out to two organizations like Dream Defenders and Bold have funded my therapy for the past year and a half like they fund social justice leaders their therapy and I'm so grateful for it and so I have been involved in therapy before but I wasn't consistent with it but I started like tearing down like traumatic walls in my life and also just like learning a little bit more about myself, like who I really was or like who I actually am or who I want to be. And even though I had this vision of wanting to just this, you know, desire to marry myself before I got into therapy, once I got in therapy, I was like, oh, this is now, you know, August 7th we made a full year in 2022 that I had been in therapy and you know, I wasn't doing the things that I used to do to cope. And I found new things that I actually liked about myself. And I said, I want to do this wedding to continue the journey. And my therapist was all in it. And I wouldn't say that I had like a, I had to check this off to make this happen. But I, the one thing that I wanted to make sure happened is that I felt good about myself. And before I did it, and I, I've never felt this good ever. And honestly, I didn't even know like this feeling was like genuinely possible with all the, the things that happen in life. And so I had to do it. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's really lovely to hear kind of about the process and, and how you put in the work because it like obviously, like we teach people to do like it, <laughs> you know, it, it's a lot to, to unpack. And, and that's, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm so happy for you. Is this something that you've like seen other people do before? Like, had you seen other people do this before? Um, no, no. People told me like after I told people, they were like, oh, like the lady on um, Sex in the City. I'm like, what lady? I didn't watch Sex in the City. Oh, I didn't. I don't remember. I don't I don't know if I saw that. Someone on Sex in the City married themselves. Fantasia married herself. I think people said Dennis Robin married himself before. And so I didn't know that people had married themselves, but I had reached out to um people like I started looking and I started seeing their like googling people who had married I started reaching out to them before I was getting married to myself because one I said what is this ceremony supposed to be that was like a struggle like I didn't know what it was supposed to say or do um like I knew certain things that I wanted but I didn't know and I didn't really get much insight just that people were telling me who did it already that they were proud of me and I said okay thanks and they say you can make the ceremony any way you would like like 
Who's going to tell you it's wrong? How many people have been to a self-marriage? They can't, uh, your self-wedding. So they can't tell you what happened was wrong or right. And so, yeah, I just did it my way. Like for something unique, I did a, at a champagne and dessert wedding. I did not pay for, uh, for caterers. And I think, you know, that's what makes weddings so expensive, the food. And so I did it my way and people have fun just eating cupcakes and drinking champagne and taking pictures. That sounds fun to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Ember and Ace. Ember and Ace is an athletic wear brand for plus size kids. The five piece essentials collection is launching this fall in kids size extra large to 4X. Subscribe to their newsletter at emberandace.com and be the first to know about new product sales and more. I love this brand. It's an amazing idea. If you know someone or have a child that could benefit from this, definitely pass them along to emberandace.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Love hearing it. Hopefully it inspires others to really think about, yeah, like doing something for themselves in whatever way that works for them to really honor their relationship with themselves. Yeah. uh, You know, the thing is like being a coach, people kind of think that you're perfect or that your body image or the, what you do for self-care that you're some kind of way you're perfect, especially having a brand online and or ever, or whatever. And you're talking about it. People expect profession from you, but we're also in a journey as coaches because <laughs> we're human people, you know, we're humans too. And so I just hope that the, the people that I connect with, the people that I coach or work with also just perceive it that way too. Uh, Cause you know, I, I don't know. I don't know about you. Summer, but people think that I just have the most perfect self-esteem all the time. I don't know if you experienced that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's e- because you're you're taking like the images that you post and you're forming this like narrative about that person in your brain. And so, you know, with the imagery that you post, like you're like, yeah, you're looking like super confident and everything else. So then you would just take that and think, oh, they feel this way all the time when the reality is that nobody, nobody feels that way all the time unless they, you know, probably have some sort of issue with themselves. But <laughs> it's not healthy to feel that good all the time. But yeah no i mean it's so true like i i see a therapist too i am like i'm always working through stuff and i still have self-doubt and it just like that's the the work isn't about eliminating that it's about becoming more resilient and learning how to manage it and shifting the balance so that it's not like dominating your life and your emotions and and uh, how you show up in the world. Yep, I totally agree. Well, let's shift gears and talk about our Body Image Coach Certification Program. Uh, we have another cohort starting. <laughs> yes, we have another cohort starting in February. The deadline for applications is February 2nd, and we start on February 14th, Valentine's Day. And so this class is for, we'll talk just a little bit about that. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about like what inspired it and, and our own business experiences and things. But this class is for any professionals who work with people who may also have body image struggles. So for example, perhaps you're a 
personal trainer and you have clients that come to you and they're really struggling with their body image or you're a therapist and the you know you're working with clients around certain things and body image keeps coming up and you're not exactly sure how to sort of approach that with them or you're an educator who works with students and you want to be able to integrate body image lessons and practices into your into your work as an educator so uh, that's really who it's for we always have a pretty broad cohort like we've had people who are dietitians or intuitive eating counselors but we've also had people who are like boudoir photographers or educators or people who are just like trying to get into to coaching and wanting to expand their their repertoire so it's really for that's I think something I love so much about it is that you get all these different perspectives of the people in the class and uh, yeah and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the details but I wanted to just kind of lay out the the main foundation there let's talk about what inspired the course like what inspired you to want to create something with me <laughs> about this like what what was it that you had sort of experienced or seen that you were like we need to have like a more concrete training on this um ooh, okay so summer don't shame me but I'm, I'm gonna be publicly honest i don't remember our initial interaction <laughs> like i don't remember that oh but I- uh, that's okay I do. I do. I can fill you in. (laughs) But I do remember (laughs) beyond that point. (laughs) But anyway, so, you know, there was a need, right? Like, we know for myself, I've talked about this quite a bit, like the body image coaching certification courses or the the courses that were out there that were around like body positivity certifications and like self-esteem things. I think there was something that was really missing, which was uh, specifically like the history of fat phobia and why we need to, as uh, practitioners, why we need to be very clear that like self-love is not going to save people, that there has to be some type of structural shifts and also understanding of biases is kind of, you know, why we spend a lot of time talking about the social determinants of health within this particular body image certification program. And so that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to work with you because you were so interested in making sure that the people that do this work understood that. And I think that for for a year, you and I balanced our brains off of each other on like what makes sense. What is new out there? What can people gain in order to help others? And how do we merge our two talents (laughs) together to make something for other folks? I think what's very clear is that we're both passionate about this community. We're both passionate about, you know, people getting what they need to be able to survive this, you know, world that's constantly going to be judging us. Like, how do we live in it? And also, how do we live and be amongst our own being? And so, like, yeah, I thought it was the the perfect match. It's been going so well. We're, even though this is our second one this year, this is our fourth cohort. Um, and so we've, we've had students, well, starting February, we'll have our fourth set of students. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And I think like for me, when I took other coaching courses and certifications, there was a real, like, it was just through kind of this vacuum of like, you're the individual. So let's change your mindset so you can change your life, which I think is like, that's great. And 
if we are not looking at like what is influencing someone's life, like the, 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 you know, their macro, like the world and the culture and the structures and the systems that are actually influencing why someone shows up in a certain way in their life and whether or not they can actually make a change because of these, you know, structures and systems, like there's barriers, right? And so um, I found that that was always really missing from the conversation. And I think I told you, like, when I took my life coaching course, like, I think it was all white people, like, I think that it was all white people. And so to me, like the coaching industry is like extremely white. And I think, well, obviously, and I know from taking a training called the racist patriarchy in coaching, that was a training that um, Trudy LeBron did, that coaching itself really originates from like white men, essentially, like, and, and from like, I think, I think even like integrated with like Christianity or something, I, I, I might be butchering that, but the roots of it are really sort of, you know, through whiteness. And so if we want to change how people are learning to become coaches, like we have to integrate this other, this, this other piece of the puzzle and other, other voices and, and not just have it come from like this one perspective. And so that's, I think, like what I love about our class and our course and, and the people who do it is that that's what they want to. And that's why they chose that course is for that reason, because it does integrate that from, you know, in, in every lesson that's kind of integrated in terms of like, you know, even like when we talk about self-care, how it's like a privilege and not everyone can access certain things and how to work with clients and how to speak to those things so that you're not, you know, perpetuating the same kind of stuff that's that's harming people. Yeah. And I think what's also really good is that there are current events, things that we also talk about in pop culture, you know, obviously, you know, being that a lot of us live online and social media is is driving a lot of things that we think about ourselves and also that we think about other people. Um, And also our our thoughts about coaching, right? Like what is a coach supposed to be as we talk about how is something specifically for white men? There is like a, I would say like a, uh, if you're going to be a coach as, as a black woman, I think the aspiration is to do what white women are doing. Um, but oftentimes we may be speaking to two different people uh, <laughs> and the tone may be different. The colloquials may be different. The social interactions may be different. I think that our coaching certification like brings that in like what is your style and the people that you're working with what do they specifically need how do they want to be communicated with like I like to think about the difference between Dr. Phil and Iyanla like who was Iyanla talking to and who was Dr. Phil talking to okay I know they're not on TV anymore but that's this that's the only thing I can think of <laughs> <laughs> I totally know what you mean. <laughs> well, I think like one of the things I remember, I remember just speaking to my own sort of like process in this was I remember when we were talking about like beauty standards and and I remember you saying to me, you're like, black women don't want to be thin. Like that's not there, you know, like it's a different kind of beauty standard. And it's like, if you don't understand that, then you're not like you're you're the way you're talking to the subject and the way that you're working with people is not necessarily inclusive. Or you might have sort of like assumptions that you're making that aren't 
really aligned with someone's like, you know, lived experience with it. And so, you know, that being able to like understand that is something that we bring into this course and like seeing how different groups of people with different identities, like how that impacts their, their body image. And I know like you do work with like the, the trans community and things like that too. And so bringing that knowledge in and, and um, we've had some people do the course who are, who are disabled and really integrated into the disability community. And so getting those perspectives too, like that's, I think what I love so much about it is that we're getting all these different experiences that then we're able to like, just not see things through this kind of vacuum of maybe our own experience or the way that we've just learned about this through the books that we've read or the social media accounts that we follow. So what do you appreciate about the way that this course is structured or the way that we run it? Like what are, what are some of the things that you like really appreciate about it? Um, I like that it's really interactive. I'm particularly as, as someone who's doing the coaching, I'm learning and folks are learning together and just like, you know, whether they're in a chat or they're coming off mute and they're talking and people are explaining like, this is what's happening to me and my coaching experience. This is what I'm, I'm struggling with this, especially with office hours. Like, you know, also that there's office hours where people can come ask questions that they cannot get answered in, in the course or they practice something. And now they want to say, this is what happened. And how do I move forward? So I think that that's pretty dope. I also like that we, um, we do a lot of demonstrations that there are demonstrations or that, um, that like people get to role play and that come and uh, it's not as frightening because everyone you've been there for a couple months now, a couple weeks and not everyone's like a little family or at least I think so. You know, like you feel you, you're not as shy with everyone else. I'm the one who's all nervous making jokes to make myself comfortable. Um, <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> And then I also I also like that um, we give out like a lot of resources. I love reading. And so like I read three books so far this well, two and a half books so far this year. And so I love the fact that we just give resources out to people about where they can continue to learn and grow if they're like deeply invested in learning about theory. That there's a lot of books out there with people who have written about the things that we're actually doing. And which I think is like a great thing too to constantly like learn. I remember my professors in college told me that they couldn't continue to teach at Florida State if they weren't like deeply invested in being a student of the academic subject that they were teaching. And so I think as practitioners, we also should uh, lean into that. And the resources are, are you know, are, are infinite at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really appreciate that too. And like you said, like, I think that what I really love and some of the feedback that I've heard from other people who've done this course, who've taken other courses, have said that what they really appreciate about our course is that we really focus on the tools. So we, we do, there's a little bit of theory, but most of the focus is around like, how are you going to work with a client in this situation and like demonstrating it and like, here are the things that you can ask them. Here's the different directions that you can go. And like, so that, cause theory is great, but theory doesn't necessarily help a client when you're having that like interaction, you know, like we have to know what types of questions to ask and like what frameworks we want to use in that space. And that's really what this course focuses on more than, more than anything. And I think that what I also really, 
really like is that people come in who are still struggling with their own body image, which I think like, you know, most people still do. So that's, you know, you can still coach someone around something, even if you're still struggling with it yourself. But the process helps them to, you know, do some more healing with their own body image because they're practicing the tools on themselves and they're getting different perspectives and participating in the demonstrations and things like that. So they're getting coached in the process as well as developing their coaching skills. Because I think a lot of times people call themselves a coach, but they're actually just consulting or advising. They're not right. actually coaching someone, which is, which looks very different. And so that's, that's really what we're helping people to develop and integrate in this, in this course. And so, yeah, those are the things that I really, I, I just love our course. I do. I think it's the best. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love it. Also, the unique thing about it is that there's always like people, someone else doing something different you know I think that this certification course while we teach tools like uh, people are also learning about like what makes what works best for them well Summer you're a coach I'm a coach and we we do the same thing but differently right and I think that's what makes our course so so unique is people are getting perspective from two different coaches but our foundational work is still the same and so that that's what makes the content you know, beneficial. Yeah, yeah. And I think like, there's, I always say like, there's no right way. Like there's, we're not saying like, you have to do something this way. It's like, you know, we're teaching people how to take the stuff and adapt it to their own practice and what works for them and their own clients. Like there's no like, you know, X plus this equals this. It's like, that's, that's not how coaching works at all. It's like very much like fluid and inner in, in goes based on the interaction and things like that. One thing I wanted to quickly talk about was just like our business experience with it. And, you know, I know you do a lot of like community work and group work and things like that. Like, how do you integrate your body image coaching into the work that you do? Yeah. Um, so I think, well, first I want to say that I, I started off body image coaching, like mostly doing one-to-one coaching, like mostly. And so with that, you know, um, I was doing a lot of one-on-one coaching. So if we go back to my conversations about therapy and, and self-growth, I decided that I wasn't going to work uh, a full-time job and also do this work. And I just, I, I, I took some like time to myself and I did not want to stop coaching. So I shipped it from doing one-to-one coaching to doing more group coaching because I, I already was doing some work in groups, uh, specifically with LBGTQ community. And I really love it. Um, actually, like just working with folks in groups, uh, people are funny, just building off each other's energy, you know, just hearing like the stories, people are collectively like healing together. Also, folks are saying, well, oh, I'm not alone. I've experienced that, I, you know, even myself had said, oh, I've experienced that. I forgot that memory, but actually, yeah, that happened to me too. Or I felt that way about myself too. And so, you know, that I, I really like uh, to do the group coaching. Now, most recently, something that's very new is uh, this going beyond my the Central Florida region. I'll be doing a lot more like traveling this year. I think I'm in St. Louis for a girls conference in L.A. for a women's center. And so I'm taking the coaching and, and going to different cities and just want to talk to more like women and girls 
and I know that there is like a need for it. The body image community isn't that big. And also there are a lot of like uh, black and brown folks who are in, in a lot of these nonprofits that do di- direct service work. They are directly working with women who are just like me. And so I've been partnering with some nonprofits. I think the Black Women's Wellness Center on February uh, 13th, they made it possible so I can come and coach it. It'd be free for all the black women who want to come. But they'll be we'll be doing like uh, doing something around self care and body image. So uh, that's kind of the like work that I do now. It's like partnering with 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 organizations or doing group sessions at different facilities on retainer. That's amazing. I love it. And I feel like that is also great for the people who take our course because they can sort of learn from you in office hours. Like if they were like, how do I like approach organizations or things like that? Like, I feel like that's amazing because my experience is a little bit different from yours. Although I do do a lot of group work, it's just it's more centered online. And I think that like, yeah, groups, groups are just it's super powerful. And and you can use this stuff to like integrate it into facilitating groups as well as using it with one-on-one as well. But having that body image expertise is really important because not a lot of people have that. And it really can help you like just make a bigger impact with, with other people, whether it's just like in your community or in whatever space you work. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So our class is starting in February, our next class. And the application is at, if you go to bodyimagecoachcertification.com, you can get all the details and uh, fill out an application form. We also have partial and full scholarships for individuals with marginalized identities who experience financial hardship. And uh, yeah, I'm just like super excited about, about our next session. We're still wrapping up the current session. So I'm still excited about that one too. But then we're going right into the next one and yeah is there anything else that you wanted to say about it um no i'm just looking forward to the to to you know to our next group especially now that we're starting this new thing where we're going to have some classes in the middle of the day and then some classes in the afternoon just testing to see how that actually works for uh, different folks schedule we sit on a survey and that's kind of where people landed either midday or afternoon where we're trying to make these courses more accessible. And so we can get more people who are working, more marginalized people who can't take a course in the middle of the day. And let's try to see what, um, you know, having some in the daytime and some in the afternoon, what it's going to do, um, especially since we don't have like a specific group in one time long, um, in time zone, summer, you and I are not in the same time zone. I think we're like three hours apart, right? Two or three hours apart. And so we're... Yeah, it's three hours apart. It's tricky. Yeah, <laughs> it's tricky, tricky. So uh, we try to be accommodating as possible. So I'm looking forward to see how this turns out. Yeah. And everything's recorded too. So that's the the lessons are sent out within 24 hours. And you can always ask a question if you're like, I, you know, why, why did you say this thing? Or how would I do this? And we would answer it in session too. Because it's like, it is literally impossible to pick a time that would work for every time zone in the world. Because we have people who do this course from like Europe and Australia and uh, yeah, every pretty much every continent. So it's, uh, it's just like, it's impossible. And I would love to pick a time that worked for every everybody, but that's just, ne- it's never going to happen. It's so we're doing happen. our best to split the classes across different times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we'd love to have you in it if you are a professional who works with people who may have body image struggles as well. And 
And that's it for today. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Where can people find you? That's what you need to share as well. Oh, yes. People can find me on all social media platforms at I'm a Poundcake, A-M-A, poundcake.com. Uh, it's I'm a Poundcake. And then you also can visit www.imapoundcake.com to uh, check out the site. Amazing. Well, always a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much it. for being here. And I'm excited for people to do our course. Yes, so am I. I forgot to mention that we have recorded a couple of episodes together before speaking about our program, our body image coach certification program. You can also listen to those. And and we also have one where past graduates share their experience. You can find those. It's episode 221 as well as episode 237. I will link to those in the show notes, which you'll be able to find at summerinandin.com forward slash 253 for this episode. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Episode. If you ever have any questions about this program or any of the programs that I offer, just shoot me an email or send me a DM. And uh, I'm happy to always hop on the phone with you too. So we can do that. I hope you enjoyed listening today. Thank you so much for being here. Rock on. I'm Summer Inanen, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Summer Inanen. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts, search Eat the Rules, and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on. Rock on.